0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the weekday uh, with Mike and Andy. This is episode two of the weekday. I'm Andy, the digital pastor here at Bay Hope Church, and
1: I'm Mike. I'm one of the worship leaders here. It's awesome to be joining here, uh, joining you here
0: uh, with this. Sure, and you know, there's we this. Like I said, this is episode two. This is really kind of a, an interesting thing for us. We've done podcasts separately. Together, we've never done one. So that you're kind of joining in on. Well, the we fun. did one. That's true. We've done one. We have done one last week, yeah. uh, but this is the second of the, Okay, yep. thanks. Yeah, All right. You're welcome. We're going to keep going. Yeah. Listen, there is... Uh, if you're listening to the audio version of this, thanks. Thanks for downloading. Make sure to uh, really rate and review these things. It's surprising that the algorithms actually do this, but when you rate and review something, it pushes it up in people's feeds. I don't know, man, technology. But there's also a video component to this as well. So if you're watching this on Facebook, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're watching any of the Instagram clips, thank you so much. Make sure to uh, hit the heart button or the thumbs up button or uh, the, the the like button or whatever and share this video with your friends as well. Share this link around. We really just kind of want to be able to talk to all of you as we're talking to each other.
1: Well, and it's really cool too because the way that it all works, it actually helps communicate to us uh, what you guys are engaging with, um, what you want to hear a little bit more of. Um, so it's just a little bit of feedback for us, um, but that's what the comment section is also there for. So uh, let us know um, if there's something, you know, you want to hear us talk about, if there's something you want us to dive deeper in, please just continue to engage with us. That's really what we're looking for.
0: Seamless. That was real good. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't even in the notes here. He just, he kind of slid that one in there. Uh, before we get going today, I, um, I was okay so we all we all take showers and stuff like that you do i right. he doesn't take a shower <laughs> i have to spend uh a couple of extra minutes in the shower every single day because wash of, his I hair ha- yeah i have the <laughs> to condition my hair right um to kind of wash the bald dome and make sure you shave it and all that stuff it's a it's kind of a quick process it takes two or three minutes but i was shaving today
1: for those listening on the, just the audio right that
0: doesn't work with, with right. video i am stark bald <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm 36 years old, but I've been bald for like 10 years. So thanks, dad. Uh, super stoked about that. Um, anyway, so no, I shave it. And and as I was shaving today, uh, I don't know if this is just Florida. And so if you're if you're not in Florida, this is going to be kind of weird. But shower heads in Florida are weird because they get clogged. And I don't know if your shower head actually does this. No, it does. And
1: it like it... It's weird because when you clean it off, the water pressure goes down because it's not shooting through all the gunk or whatever. It's like when you
0: kink a hose up Uh and it, I don't know. Anyway, I, yeah, I, I, (laughs) so I I was like trying to shave and I, and you know, you turn around and you shave and I've got a little mirror there so I can see, you can't see the little spurt of water. And so I went to shave this morning and just like absolutely tore up the back of my head because that little spurt of water washed off all the shaving cream. So I guess my question for everybody and for you is like, how do you clean that thing? How do you make it so that it's clean?
1: I- Year round. Well, I don't know. I feel like there's a- Well, do water softeners help with this? I don't know. I don't have $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> You work in ministry, Andy. Yeah, this I don't, is, I you don't got, have dollars You got 000. into this for the money.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, no, I'm mean, honestly, like, I, li- I take, it's gross, but, like, I just take my thumb and I rub it across the shower head, and then I look at my thumb and just see all of, like, <laughs> the buildup, and I just, I wish, that's why I need to go into the shower with, like, my contacts not in yeah. with the light off, yeah. and, like, I just, ignorance is bliss at that point.
0: You ever done the, the light off shower thing? <clears throat> Yeah, the the, the shower in the dark on on Sunday
1: mornings when I have to get up early, you know, and uh, you know try to get ready for the day, you know, for church or whatever. Like I do like to take a dark shower.
0: Yeah, comment below if you like a dark (laughs) shower as well. Anyway, uh, so this episode we actually wanted to talk about uh, this current. This
1: that's not what we're talking about. No, sorry,
0: we can't put that in the. That's not SEO. Oh, sorry. we actually wanted to talk about week two of this series that we've been in from the main platform here at Bay Hope. It's called Pray, True, and Risk. And I, I honestly, you know, I didn't expect it to slap this hard, uh, literally and figuratively. Uh, Matthew did the slapping uh, with, with, uh, on stage again. I, I didn't expect this thing to really hit me as hard as it did. But week two, Pastor Matthew got up and started talking about Nehemiah. And if you know the story of Nehemiah, great. If you don't know the st- story of Nehemiah, basically— uh, all of Israel and all of Judah had been deported uh, by the Assyrians mm-hmm. and then by the Babylonians. And God le- literally says through a bunch of prophets, like, hey, you guys have been immoral. Hey, you've been not doing the right thing. Hey, you've been walking away from me. I'm going to let disaster happen. And then over a period of a couple hundred years, disaster happened. Yeah. And so you get all of these uh, all of these Israelites that are just scattered to the ends of the earth at that point. And... Uh, In the meantime, they're living in Babylonia, and they're particularly, uh, you know, a a remnant of people that are living there, and the king finally allows them to go back to Jerusalem after about 75 years, which God, he's really good at stuff, I don't know if you knew this, I don't know if you knew that, God's really good at, like, predicting dates, and so he said, hey, in 75 years, I'm gonna let you go back. Sure enough, in 75 years, he lets a first wave of Israelites go back. And so the first wave goes back with this guy Ezra, and Ezra, uh, not the band, better than Ezra, but um, <laughs> but he goes back and they start building stuff up. And then about 13 years later, this guy Nehemiah gets word that there's some stuff going on in Jerusalem that is breaking his heart. And so there's a messenger that comes back, and this is the very beginning of the book of Nehemiah, right before the book of Psalms, so if you're kind of getting lost, it's not like he's not a prophet, he's just a dude hanging out. Uh, and so Nehemiah goes, and he hears of all of this stuff that's going on, and his heart is broken. And be, you know, you have to place yourself in the Israelite faith for a second, and you have to realize that that the Jerusalem was the center of their worship. They they didn't have the understanding that we have that the Holy Spirit lives in us, and that churches are just collections of people that have Holy Spirits living inside of them. Their understanding at that point was that that the temple was the only place that God was. And if that temple didn't exist, then God was not with them. Mm-hmm. And so for Nehemiah, you just got to imagine, like, that's got to be crushing. Yeah. And so Pastor Matthew starts talking about this prayer that Nehemiah talks about in, in chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. And it's this is the part that slaps. Like, I didn't realize how relevant yeah. Th- that prayer was going to be today. And actually you said like halfway through this the 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 message on that Sunday like I don't know what was what was going through your head. Um
1: I I mean he brought up what seven, points, yeah, seven uh, points about about this and uh I mean the first thing just about this whole Nehemiah Ezra, you know, exile story is really like how I feel like we're kind of in I mean we didn't this isn't exactly what we're talking about but how much it really feels like we're all kind of When we're recording this, you know, Mm. straight up middle of pandemic, Mm. um, it kind of feels like we're all in exile a little bit. Mm. Uh, We're worshiping in exile, like things do not feel the way that they used to feel. Um, And even though like God is just as present today as he was back then, like our conception of God only being able to only worship God in a sanctuary on a Sunday morning is like radically being disrupted. Yeah. Um, and so that's like kind of a cool thing. It's like very frightening, especially for me as like a worship leader. Mm. Uh, you know, this is what I do <laughs> um, and what I've devoted my life to. But like, you know, it's it's radically like really just changing how I'm viewing like what worship actually is. Mm. Um, but yeah, the in his seven points though, the very first one, like as, you know, we just got done uh, singing some songs together and... Um, you know, he started listing the points or whatever, and he got to the second one, and just he started going on and on about like um, obviously the first one was like acknowledge your reality, uh, but the second one was express lament, mm. and like for whatever reason that just like that piqued my interest yeah. and I was like oh man like yeah, yeah. absolutely like that's this what we we need to be doing a little bit yeah, yeah.
0: and and I I, I want to read it. Um, And so for those of you following along at home, grab your Bibles and let's go to Nehemiah 1. Um, But he, so he acknowledges the reality uh, of what's going on. And the, the, the messenger comes back to Nehemiah and says, hey, there's some stuff going on. And in verse 4, Nehemiah says, when I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days, I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Now, there's part of me that wants to say, "Like, hey, suck it up, crybaby! <laughs> like, you don't need to spend days and days and days." But again, like that would be that would be like for us as as pastors and worship leaders and and church workers, that would be like us hearing like, "Hey, man, the Holy Spirit left you guys." Like, I would probably be down and distraught for days and days and days as well.
1: It's almost like we don't we don't even really know. What that truly feels like? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And so you know, when we read a lot into Scripture and we read a lot into what happens here in the Bible, just based on our own sort of Western look yep. at things, totally. And the funny thing is, so our uh, um, our creative, or our executive creative director—I can never remember his title anyway—Zach Collins, our boss. Yeah, that guy, Who brilliant is. guy, awesome guy, <laughs> uh, super laid back, super chill. He has had this saying over the last couple of weeks, and I love this saying. It, it, he's been saying, look, normal is dead. For us right now, normal is dead. And, you know, Nehemiah's feeling that, like, oh, my gosh, normal is so dead. Yeah. But for us right now, normal is dead. I mean, as of, again, Mike, like Mike was saying, as of the time of this recording, baseball just came back for, for a little bit. Uh, we'll see if it actually continues. Yeah. Basketball supposedly is coming back, like, in two days hockey hockey's coming back yeah Yeah. i mean i'm a huge soccer fan the english Premier league just wrapped up two months of being back like that's that's super awesome right so but but the weirdest thing is like watching highlights of baseball happening and like um i watched them this morning and that uh somebody from the braves just absolutely torched a home run like over the right field just down the right field line and there was a there was three cardboard dogs that have <laughs> out there and it hit one of these dogs in the face and yeah. it was like man that that's weird that's that's yeah cool i guess this is the reality that we're in yeah. and and there was honestly a little part of me that like i, I wanted to sit and weep a little yeah. bit you mm-hmm. know i wanted to sit in that well and i i think that like 2020
1: you know in general it just feels like this entire year like we are lamenting expectations that we had for mm. this year. You know, I remember <laughs> and it's it's funny cuz we joked about it back in January, but like it seemed like every church, every pastor, it's the year 2020, like we're going to do a vision series. Vision guys, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Here's our 2020 vision, you know, um and it's fine. I mean, that's just that's a softball. Like you got to do that. Uh and we even did one. Um <laughs> but like I that's true. I don't know how, obviously, no one had the foresight into thinking that everybody's expectation from basically the end of February until infinitum, <laughs> it feels yeah. like, is, like, is gone. You know, like, people's weddings are having to be canceled um, or postponed. You know, school is, like, just what is happening, you mm. know? Like, um, it's just been, like, a. It, it seems like time and time again, every week there's another thing that's coming, and it's just like, man, there goes another thing that I expected was going to happen, and I have to lay to rest at least for now because you know, like, this isn't going to be what I thought it was. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, and and you know, as you're sitting here watching, listening, whatever, like, process that a little bit, like, or leave a leave a comment or or throw it down in uh, in the chat below this. Like, what are you lamenting right now? What yeah. about what about right now? What about your expectations? What are you lamenting, like? Again, for us, that's just all these expectations. I want my kids to go back to school, yeah. not because I don't love them, yeah. not because I, I I I don't want them at home anymore, but they've been home as of the time of this recording almost six months. Yeah, they've been crazy. on a six month spring break, yeah. <laughs> and like they love each other, and they're well mannered kids, just like your kids. Mm-hmm. Like they love each other, all these things. But like at a certain point, you want them to go back, and so I'm lamenting the whole like. Man, school kind of stinks. But I'm also lamenting the fact that we can't gather on a Sunday morning yeah. with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in a room. And I'm lamenting that there is no kid. I'm lamenting the fact that donuts aren't in the same place that they used to be. Because yeah. that's like a that's a big thing. Uh I'm lamenting all of those things. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, the very next verse. So Nehemiah hears all this stuff, right? And he's like super down, super depressed, spends days and days and days not eating. And then it gets up and it says in verse five. Now we're in Nehemiah 1. Uh, Nehemiah chapter one, sorry, verse five, and then he, he, Nehemiah goes. Then I said, and he opens up this prayer. He says, "Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who keeps His covenant of love with those who love Him and keep His commandments." So he opens up this entire thing, not with like a Ebenezer Scrooge shaking a f- fist thing, or you know, he doesn't like want to firebomb everything. He 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 opens it up with worship. And he opens it up with praise. And he opens this entire message up with like, okay, God, yes, you are great. Right. And you are worthy and you are holy and you are all these things. And like that, that was the part for me that was like, oh man, I don't Mm -hmm. know that I have that type of humility.
1: Well, I think that like, What's super cool about, like, these two things next to each other, um, and, like, thankfully, it's, like, being a worship leader, like, I feel like, you, and, and you too, like, you've been leading worship for a long time, um, you know, like, we've had these opportunities to almost use worship as, like, this devi- defiant, um, like, stance in whatever you find yourself in. Mm. Um, using like songs and poetry
0: and using worship as a weapon.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, but like we, it, it is. It's this. You're standing in defiance of like the the la- the lament. You know, mm-hmm. like you're standing. You're you're not uh, dismissing it. Um, you are recognizing it. But like God is good. Um, and there's two things that you know when we were talking about this beforehand. There's two things that uh, sort of. Um, you know, reminded me, or I guess I was thinking about two things when we were talking about this. Um, first thing is I was just, I was on my bed, um, you know, just with my guitar or whatever. And like the kids had gone to bed and like, it's just a rough week. Like sometimes you just, you're having rough weeks. Um, and it was right when everything like really started to spike back up again Mm -hmm. in Florida. And it was like, I thought we were done with this. Mm -hmm. And we just had to postpone church again. Um, you know, like our vacations look very different than they, you know, like in this something we're really looking forward to just seems like what in the world else can I look forward to? Like, there seems to be nothing. Uh, and I sat on my bed and there's this song called goodness of God. Um, and like, it is, it's incredible to sing in the midst of like um, some like kind of rough stuff you're going through. And I just want to read some of the lyrics. Um, it just says all my life. You've been faithful all my life. You've been so good with every breath that I'm able. I will sing of the goodness of God mm. Uh, all my days I've been held in your hand from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing in the goodness of God. And like that's that's the posture we need to have even in the midst of something that is like kind of awful, yeah. you know? Um, and then just not to get like super, super heavy, but like... Um, in my life and your life too, you know, like obviously we're related, we're brothers and our mom uh, passed away a couple of years ago, you know, from breast cancer and was really terrible, um, was really horrible. And like, I know like so many of you have been affected by cancer and disease. And I, I mean, obviously in this time right now, you know, like everybody in some way or shape or form is affected by some sort of disease. Sickness, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember at her celebration of life in this moment, I mean, there's hundreds of people gathered because like our mom was insanely cool. She was awesome. Um, and hundreds of people are gathered to, to celebrate and really, but really mourn um, this amazing woman. And what did we do? We stood on the platform and we all sang together. Uh, we sang the doxology. Hmm. You know, we sang how great thou art. We sang... Um, 10,000 reasons, like we sang these songs that were, um, that were able to hand in hand, uh, with two hands, you know, hold mourning and lament and loss, but in the same breath also hold and affirm God's greatness and goodness, because like those two things, um, do not cancel each other out. And, um... You know, even though death is among us, even though sin, pain, sickness is among us, it does not negate how truly wonderful and how eternally good our God is.
0: Yeah, amen to that. And like, he's absolutely right. Like we we stood up there, we did all that other stuff, and I have, and you know, I have tattooed on me this the, the phrase "Yet I will praise" that that uh, Pastor Matthew talked about yeah. on that on that day. I know. And, um, you know, it's the same. It's that same thing of like, hey, lament doesn't. Um, it's not a mutually exclusive thing. In right. fact, they are mutually inclusive. Lament and worship go hand in hand with each other. I mean, there's a book called Lamentations. That well, is literally even the Psalms are yes. basically, yeah. like, it's
1: like 50% lament and like 50% praise yeah. and some of them in the same stinking chapter, Yeah.
0: you know? Yeah, and I think we... Right now, we need to find that healthy balance. You know, we can't skew the one way of spending right. days and days and weeks and weeks in morning and just fasting. And yeah, and yeah, just like uh, posting on social media how awful everything is yeah. because we've seen enough of that. Right. Uh, and on the flip side, we can't just like put our head in the sand and just go, la, 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 God is good. God yeah. is mm-hmm. good. Like, yes, He is. Yeah. And yes, He will always be good. But we need to find that healthy balance. And th- there's that tension that. We need to manage, you know, that's yeah. the Andy stanley right. of, like, that tension that we need to manage of all that.
1: Well, and what's really cool is um, we live in a broken world, <clears throat> and, like... That doesn't shock anybody. Obviously, we live in a broken world, uh, but we serve a God who is a renewing and restoring God. Um, And you know, there's there's all those questions of like, well, why if why do good things or bad things happen to good people? Mm -hmm. uh, Good things happen to bad people. All that kind of stuff. And like, we could you could talk hours and hours and hours about that. But like at the end of the day, because of the resurrection, uh, because of the the, because the sacrifice of the cross and the resurrection in the empty tomb three days later, we know for a fact that a A, our God is a living God, Mm. and that B, our God is a restoring, renewing, resurrecting God um, that is continually at work, uh, restoring us at this very moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. With that, uh, we kind of want to leave you with just a couple of little thoughts today. Um, And basically, if you've been kind of following along with our watch parties that we've been doing here at Bay Hope, basically, we're just trying to really allow you and your family and your friends and your whomevers that are with you uh, to engage with each other, because we kind of miss the whole like hundreds and hundreds of people being in a room, talking and hugging and doing all those things. And so the two questions that I ended up asking on that day, uh, number one, what is a reality that you need to acknowledge right now? So... What do you need to lament basically? Yeah. Uh, and number two, what's one memory you have of God's greatness in your own life? Like where have you seen God be great? Yeah. Because those things right there are going to lead you into that space of healthy tension. They're yeah. going to lead you right kind of into the 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 still waters of Jesus and mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. Um but yeah, you know, do us a favor, drop those in the comments or you know, you know, for us they're gonna be totally different. The one memory in it, I don't even know that I have one memory, other... I mean, I have lots of memories, but I can't just pick one. That's a... a a veritable Sophie's choice, uh, <laughs> a Sophie's chocho, a Sophie's <laughs> chocho. So, uh, with that, we're actually going to leave you all today. Thanks so much for listening and watching the weekday. We're so uh, thrilled to be able to do this. Yeah. And like Mike was saying earlier, drop us a comment, uh, share this, you know, do something. Let us know uh, that you're listening, paying attention. Let us know the answers to those questions that we're asking. What's a reality you need to acknowledge, and and what's the memory of God's goodness? Drop us, you know, just your answers to those questions, and we'll see you all next.